Patriot power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, the last comedy website. If you only know us from a website, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 1900 Hot Dog, and support our all star cast of funny writers. I'm Sean Baby from the internet, and my co host is the Thunder of Gigantic Serpent to my robo vampire, Robert Brockway. I know all of those words, but I don't know them all together. Uh, I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. Yes. I have been arrested in a ninja costume. No follow-up questions. God damn it. For this very special ninja challenge day, we are talking to Portland, Oregon's leading Godfrey Ho expert, host of the VH Us podcast and hot sauce mogul, Dirk Marshall. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to have you. Uh, Full disclosure, Dirk and I have been friends for uh, 20-ish years. Uh, We are all drinking buddies from Portland. Oh, I see pals. how it is. Uh, <laughs> I see what gets you on this podcast. Uh-huh. That's what I did. Yeah, I earned it. So, some collusion going on. But uh, also, uh, our daughters play together, and we share a love of uh, terrible cinema. Ter- terrible is not the right word. You know what I mean. Godfrey Ho style cinema. I, I, I think terrible is a pretty good word. Yeah, I no, like. I. I'm obviously familiar, but I have not watched a ton of these. I think I had seen maybe two back in, I want to say mid nineties back in like central mm-hmm. Oregon. And, uh, I did not remember them and yeah, terrible's Okay. <laughs> terrible's Okay. For this, I think. Yeah. Some people say Z grade, which I think is pretty, pretty That's rough, but very fair. Yeah. I would say yeah. for the most part, sometimes, uh, he does very competent things. I guess there's a couple viral things that people listening have probably certainly seen. Uh, like when Richard Harrison picks up the Garfield phone for a ninja mission, like <laughs> most people have seen that clip. Uh, that was just Godfrey Ho who was like, you know, what would be fucking cool here. A Garfield phone. Uh, or that's course, just what they had. And there's no time to go get another one. He's like, are you serious? You only have a Garfield phone. You didn't tell me you'd need my phone. <laughs> he brought it to set. The movie. <laughs> it's probably one of those Garfield phones from that beach where they keep washing up <laughs> these cursed ocean Garfield phones. Everybody in the uh, movie just picks up a Garfield phone every single time. What are we going to do with these? I don't know. Pick up a phone call from a ninja. It's a fucking ninja movie. God, you're such a genius, Godfrey Ho. Uh, most people have seen, uh, I think we mentioned this in the podcast before, the um, Cynthia Rothrock movie Undefeatable where mm-hmm. it's like two youth pastors who are just kind of gym buff, like fighting each other until one gets hung by the eyeball on a meat hook. Yep. Uh, if Which you search great. for greatest fight of all time, it's usually what you'll get. Um, and any number of like very stupid ninja vanished gifs that you've seen, that's probably from a Godfrey Ho movie. Uh, he is, he's made an impact on the world. Uh, even if he has no idea what he's doing. It feels like he may have invented the ninja but also doesn't know what a ninja is. That's a perfect way to describe him. Yes. Like it I feels would... like all ninja roads lead to him. And like, that's what went wrong. <laughs> I think about him as a, as a director, kind of like when you first get Mad Libs and you don't uh-huh. realize the power that you have. And then right. as a child, you realize you can just make everything bouncing sweaty, hairy butts. 
And that's sort of how Godfrey Ho is, only it's hopping vampires, exploding ninjas, and sometimes a dollar store Robocop. Exactly. God, that dollar store Robocop is so good. I uh, knew we wanted to like pick a movie that we could all like watch and sort of discuss together. And my first choice is Robo Vampire. And Dirk was totally like fucking hipstering me. He's like, I don't know. It's kind of everybody's first Godfrey Ho movie. And I was like, okay. You really want to be that guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys covered bloody uh, muscle bodybuilder from hell that's or whatever, true. and like yeah. that's not something widely seen. So, and I, I that's really true. think the caliber of films that you guys cover. Okay, that Robo was a, that was specifically Easter. a challenge, though. That was like because Peter Kleins, who was our guest, worked in the movie industry, he wasn't allowed to talk about basically anything that people oh, have yeah. been in. So, I had to find an impossible movie that nobody has been in, and there were three people in that movie. You do not. And they, they were in Japan and they never made another movie again. Like you cannot possibly know any of these people. And, he and we still so we cost him fun. a project. No, oh. it, 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 the Netflix canceled his, uh, his show. Because his that. evil dead no, ripoff. <laughs> so uh, about Godfrey Ho, uh, as a director, he has over 150 credits. Jesus. Uh, each one of each one of those movies has at least fucking three titles. Uh, he's called himself at least 70 different names during the process of his filmmaking career. Give me some. Uh, uh, okay, I'd have to pull up IMDb. I did not take notes. They're all like Bruce. I have some favorites. Oh, please. I, yeah, Charles Lee. Um, mm-hmm. The three movies he did with Cynthia Rothrock, he was Godfrey Hall, which is my favorite one. That's <laughs> pretty good. Basically his name. Uh, Alton Chung, Bruce Lambert, Henry Lee. Ted Kingsbrook, which is when he did that's a, a great one. Theory. I'm that's British now. <laughs> he is also Lord Willie Kingsbrook the fourth. <laughs> he was trying to crack the BBC. <laughs> He's also Willis Chan, but that's spelled like Wallace, but with an I. And uh, his friends call him Willie. Yeah, that was for Clash of the Ninjas. One of my other favorites. I love that one. There's so many, and there's so many people that believe that those are actually different people, which I think is is so ridiculous. Wait, what was yeah, his what was his British one again? Uh, Ted Kingsbrook. Ted Kingsbrook. <laughs> right, trying, to, trying to write an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Ted Doctor Kingsbrook. Ho. <laughs> the, the other thing that makes this confusing is that most of his films, if not all of his films, are chopped together from the parts of two or three others. Uh, and I have a question for you, Dirk. Uh, yeah. Does he ever use the same original footage in different movies? There is some overlap footage in some of the films, but because, like you said, there's like three different titles, some of the films have been re-edited, which is really bizarre. But like, I know that when he had Richard Harrison for one film, he cut him into over 20 films. Yeah, Yeah, he basically basically ruined that guy's acting career, who was not like, was not a ninja movie actor. To be clear, Richard Harrison's (laughs) career died by ninja. Ninja movies, not even once. I, I kind of read a bunch of articles uh, to get a take on him. And uh, a lot of people say he's a nice guy to work with, but other people say he's like a triad linked con man. Uh, yes. Obviously, Richard Harrison did not have a lot of great things to say about Godfrey Ho. Uh, just because he's like, sure, I'll do a single ninja movie. Why not? And then there he is, the, the ninja king of Hong Kong. Uh, so uh, he sort of had a directing style. This is the interesting anecdote I found where uh, someone said that all he would sort of scream is act more acting. And so he's like, okay, well, how should I approach this scene? He's just more acting. <laughs> and so he just wanted everyone to bug their eyes out and like wiggle and like chew the scenery. And, and so like 
that's basically all the direction that he gave when he was filming his parts. And generally in his movie, he takes like two Hong Kong movies or Malaysian movies, wherever, whatever he can get cheap, whatever's not finished. And then he chops them together and then he films his own uh, random ninja fights that he sort of sprinkles through. And oh, sometimes so all those ninjas are, are proprietary. Oh, in this. I think so. Yes. I, and, and so he did invent like, the ninja. I, I think in many ways, uh, 80% of what people picture in their head when they think ninja is Godfrey Ho's fault. Yes. <laughs> so um, if, if what they're picturing is like a seven foot tall white French man in a orange <laughs> ninja outfit, that's like yep. when that happens in these movies, because sometimes you're just like, oh, OK, this is like a crime show or something. But the top of every syndicate or anything is white French ninjas or Italian yeah. people. It's so wild. And the idea of a ninja is like to not be seen, but he's so into these day glow ninjas with a headband that says ninja on it. I think, <laughs> my I think in this case, if you pay attention, all of the low level ninjas that are dispatched instantly are in all black. And I think that's yes. because they need it. I think that's because they, they're so weak. They need that camouflage like to become the right. knight. Whereas the guy you don't fuck with is the day glow orange ninja who you cannot yeah. miss in any scenario. Right. And if it's just a guy doing ninja stuff in a tank top, like that guy's going to kill 30, 40 of your ninjas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like Godfrey because he sort of hates the slow shit. So in his movies, uh, like ninjas will just kind of pop into a scene. Like if it's two people talking, you're like, where is this going? Godfrey. It's like, you're right. You're right. He can like tell when you're getting bored and like a ninja will just fucking pop in and say we're smoke doing the ninja part now smoke bomb in from one of one of the people involved will smoke bomb and be a ninja and everybody's like oh shit what i guess we're doing this <laughs> and uh <laughs> i do love that you suggested this movie dirk because he does another thing uh in some of his movies where he he kind of goes out of his way to explain stuff in like maybe overly complicated ways like he's like well, i got an idea on how we can use every second of this footage uh yeah what if this guy did this and this guy and and so i've We'll get to that, I guess, when we talk about the movie. But there's just parts that are way too complicated uh, for no payoff because I, I don't think he can keep a, th a thread in his head longer than like two scenes. Okay, so, so I'm not an six idiot ago. for not no, understanding. No, no. <laughs> this this movie's completely insane. Um, so by the end, my notes are just like, well, what? Who is who is this? No, why <laughs> did that happen? Is this guy? <laughs> yeah, why are two of the main characters that are going to be talked about named Martin? Like no, it's just like right. uh, no joke. Towards the end, my note one, my notes just stop, and it's like, ask Sean Baby to explain this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to ask Dirk because I, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a certain point in my notes where it says that as well. Like, I'm going to kick this shit up the chain. <laughs> my notes just say, I bet Dirk has seen this seven or eight times. He he might know. I've seen it. I've seen it five times. I can tell you that, but um. I do like, you mentioned the numbers, the Godfrey Ho numbers, and it's a crazy amount of films that he was a part of, allegedly, because he right. was taking footage and music um, without paying anyone for the royalties. Uh, he, I just noticed that he did 41 of his movies in 1988. Wow. That does not seem possible. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, to be <laughs> fair, that like, is I'm... how a ninja would make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's Other years are like 10 to 20, but that one was like, it's, it's so crazy. Those are Bruce um, Willis numbers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I also that's love like, that. That's like a just, real busy train ride for Bruce Willis. <laughs> he uh, he just gets what I want as a, as a filmmaker, too. Like, he's going to show me something I have never seen before, and he's going to do it using other people's footage that I may have seen before. It's just a very <laughs> gutsy move. Very gutsy. 
there's another thing he does in his movie I like where uh, where he realizes he's made too much story and so I'll have one character explain stuff like a character will just be like uh, rapidly spelling out their motivation like how dare you make a zombie soldier of my husband we were too neat in the afterlife and I'm now I must vow to destroy you if only to undo your curse to give us a chance for love in the next world uh, going out to prepare this journey uh, and then like a different actor will come in and like take over the speech and like Yes, earlier, like what I was saying about the vampires in the afterlife, uh, I want to double up on that, but also a few more notes. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty special. No one else would think to do that. No. And also, like, since the movies have so many names, the people that are actually watching a lot of Godfrey Ho stuff, we just create, like, shorthand for them. So there's a scene in this movie that that's what I call this movie. I don't call it the other three titles. In, like, Clash of the Ninjas, it's like the cotton ball exploding ninja movie because they explode into actual cotton balls. It's just totally nuts. There's right. another one where a ninja turns into a stick and trips somebody, and you're just like, this is the ninja stick tripping movie. Like, you just... <laughs> This, yeah, I have, this is the there's fish no one. question. Yeah, there's yes. no question you call this the fish one. <laughs> yeah, no question at all. <laughs> so uh, I think that's enough background on Godfrey Ho. I think we should all discuss the movie we chose to watch together. Uh, Ninja Fantasy, sometimes known as Empire of the Ninjas, sometimes known as Ninja Project, sometimes known as Twinkle Ninja Fantasy. See, I got I Twinkle think. Ninja Fantasy, and I have some notes on that. One of those things, one of those words in that three-word title was in this movie, and the others were very not. <laughs> very not. Yeah, uh, I, I love his titles, and I, I just wrote a couple down, and I just would like it if the Either, both of you could tell me if you would be in just based on the title. I'm going to say uh, yes before you. I mean, start. I would have been out, in on Twinkle yes. Ninja Fantasy all okay. the way. What about if, Thunder Ninja Kids: The Hunt for the Devil Boxer? <laughs> Hell yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scorpion Thunderbolt. Uh huh. Ninja <laughs> Operation: yes. License to Terminate. Fuck yes, you. that that is what my ex girlfriend called me. <laughs> Ninja Terminator. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what my well, I've actually calls seen me. that one. Yeah. You've seen That's that one with the tiny robot? It doesn't even have a Terminator. It's amazing. Uh, and then Full Metal Ninja was the last one where I was like, nope, That's... I'm out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the, the tiny robot was like a knockoff Omega Supreme, if I remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was he tiny yeah, was... in the movie? Or was it like yeah. they he, they had a tiny robot and were trying to make it seem like it's it's their big deadly robot? No, it like delivers a message. It like slowly yeah. walks to a man and delivers a message. It's basically all it does. It's, it's like literally a comedy beat from the Kentucky Fried movie where there's yeah. all these ninjas and they're like, a toy robot! And they're like freaking out over the toy robot. But like they fucking did that for real years after that as a non-gag. And I, th- I thought that was pretty ballsy. <laughs> what, if, what if this wasn't a joke? Mm. <laughs> yeah, what if? <laughs> I also like how they always have like little pewter ninja things that you get from like the mall ninja store. And like they'll put those there as like ancient magical artifacts. Uh, there's a clip I love where like a guy gets delivered to his office job, like a, like a little hand holding a ninja sword and he pulls a napkin off of it and he sees this fucking like $8 tchotchke from the mall and he goes, ninja challenge. And his friend goes, oh shit. <laughs> God damn it again. Are you kidding me? Eight ninja challenges today. Not getting anything That's done. The <laughs> That's the other thing is like the way they drop the profanity. It feels like a seven-year-old who just learned how to swear. Yes. I love, I love it. Um, so, okay, let's talk about this movie. We start off and some guy gets pulled over and he gets his permit inspected. His documents are fake. He's like, fuck this. He jumps out and it beats him up. And then during a freeze frame of the title Ninja Fantasy, there is a shadowy gunfight 
<laughs> we can't see a fucking thing. Could That's not how see the movie thing. opens. The whole a thing. guy we don't know doesn't trust a guy he doesn't know and fight. Okay. Fight in the fight in a fucking swamp in the dark in the middle of an <laughs> eclipse. Just fucking underwater. It was incredible. I had no idea what was going on in this movie for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Just shapes. Like most filmmakers would call this a waste of film because you can't see anything. But Godfrey Ho's like, this is my credit sequence. <laughs> it's I'll got steal the- some music to put over it. And it was even harder <laughs> right. because like you can only go off of sound, but it's that old old style dubbing where it's like three guys who have a a total of five voices they can do right. from like inside a bathtub every i'm the i'm the ninja that talks like this i'm the ninja that talks like this and then those Is two it- will repeat over and over into <laughs> other characters and you can't fucking because there are three pixels to work with in this copy you could only be like is that the guy from before i there's no way to tell at one yep. point in this movie, I wrote down, I think two of the other guys were sick and just one guy had to dub this part. Yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's very so possible. <laughs> I like all the fake outs too. Like uh, during this fight, a guy with a white top hat shows up and he's like, oh, I, I recognize the thing. I'll be able to recognize this guy later in the scene. He must be important. He just gets immediately shot. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, next- visually, I picked up none of that. There was a guy with a white top hat that got shot, which seems awesome. I did not see it. I had no idea. Uh, uh, So I don't think we need to know any of those characters. I don't think any of them come back. I don't understand why this inspection happened. Uh, I think they all died and it was all, all of them made this noise. (laughs) (laughs) Son of of a bitch. Uh, So they cut to the next day and there's some ninjas hiking. They're opening drug boxes. Uh, I love it because one of them screams, let's grade it. And yes. then instead of instead of like pulling out a chemistry set, they pull out the red ninja who comes out and <laughs> sticks a bunch in his mouth. <laughs> they call out the ninja, the ninja who cocaine grades cocaine. We got to grade this. Get the red ninja. Those are our cocaine ninjas. He's <laughs> like, all right, guys, step back. Excellent. It's a very the, delicate process. Just a handful of cocaine in the mouth. That's wow. the first oh, thing <laughs> we see a ninja and grand do the cocaine. in this movie is cocaine. that's a good point uh uh, perfect uh so they do say they have 10 grand worth of cocaine and from what it looks like this is a a pretty special operation this is not something to do every day so these ninjas look like they're making about 10 grand a week 10 grand a month we don't know split Uh, split like 50 ways yeah all these ninjas and like probably gets most of it (laughs) Yeah, that's what he eats. Uh, <laughs> no, just I think to that stay was on top of his... <laughs> All right. You did your job, and it was also the payment for the job, all in one. It's like, I fucking love my life. And Red now ninja. I can do backflips. <laughs> uh, there's someone watching them. It's a narcotics agent. He goes up to them solo, like fucking hundreds of ninjas. He's like, Sanda. Uh, but they're ninjas, so they don't. Uh, here's a couple weird things happen here, because he, he shoots one of them, and it doesn't do fucking anything did you have any thoughts on that he shoots or? several of them and we're we're yeah. explicitly shown that they don't die when you shoot them but we're also explicitly shown that they don't like it it's yeah. they always make this like frowny face like damn it ah, damn it what's your problem <laughs> wasn't sure if they're just magic or just tough uh or if well, like ninjas. just they i mean they're yeah but later the ninjas are very fragile I guess, but they are fighting other ninjas. There's that Ninja Three rule where only a ninja 
can kill another ninja. I think that's also so, an, a possibility that the squibs went off early and they, right. we, we can't, we don't have the footage to do this again. So it's just, <laughs> all right. Like, yeah, they're like, just, we'll do another take. And Godfrey was like, more acting. <laughs> it's the only English he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Like, no, no, no. We can't use the take. The, the stuntman fell over because of the squib way too early. More acting, bigger eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use the squibs? Wait, am I doing the more acting or? Oh, okay. So it does not go well. The, the This drug agent who decided to single-handedly take down a ninja uh, camp, uh, his plan was to hold them at gunpoint for an unspecified amount of time. I guess he was going to have them handcuff each other. I don't know. It was a bad plan. Um, they cut to some street gambling uh, and a fight breaks out. Uh, and then the, and so in a, someone runs over. I think it's in a construction site. This paragraph yeah, like right. makes no sense at all. I was just rereading it and I'm like, oh no. And it's exactly uh, what happened in the movie. I, okay. I legitimately, everything from this point on just has question marks at the end of every sentence. So I'm probably going to speak like that. But I think, okay, I think this guy's name was Jim, the guy who's gambling and does something wrong. It's possible. And I think he shows up again. Many times in this movie, it is impossible to tell there were eight pixels total and they were shared between every actor. I I think Jim's role, if it, if this was the same guy, was literally just to get the shit kicked out of him over and over and over for no reason to no character development. Yeah, that's an important job. Is that correct? Did you guys get that same takeaway? Well, did I pick that up at all? Well, it does show the importance of communication on a job site because there is Mm -hmm. a lot of parts where one man goes to another man and says, someone's fighting Jim down in the quarry. And then another guy goes (laughs) to tell on that guy to a lady. I actually, that's one, I think I have two grand lines I, I wrote down in this, which was, Paul, look, Jim's being done over. Down in the pit? (laughs) (laughs) it's true uh and when he says being done over they were like spraying him down with a fracking hose like he's just being fucking covered in muddy chemicals that actor died from 20 different diseases that (laughs) afternoon they also they threw him down like a porous rock hill and did slow motions and that's the worst possible thing you could do because it doesn't look very impressive but it fucks you up really badly in real life it's like the opposite of stunt work (laughs) maximum damage lamest shot (laughs) another way to describe a godfrey hill movie uh so again this we cut to this the scene where just several people are being beat up we don't understand why we don't understand who they are uh they tie him to a truck and start dragging him out of the quarry and i really like this because this truck is like we're struggling and revving like the dude weighs 50 tons It's a a reverse Isuzu commercial. Just that truck was having such a hard time with Jim, with getting Jim up a soft hill. Well, they're just murdering this stuntman for no good reason. Um, Right. And then there's a series of tattling, like Dirk said. Um, I have that in my notes that, that, that this scene had two different tattles until it finally gets to a woman who pulls a gun and, uh, then they're like, okay, well, if the lady's going to shoot everybody, fine. We were fine with the fracking hose and the quartering the man with the truck. But And once again, I think we end this scene having not met any of our main characters. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or the Correct. story, or having met the central plot. <laughs> Correct. My notes say, uh, cut to some new guy talking about drugs. They must know the ninjas. They don't. They don't. That was, uh, <laughs> that was me <laughs> with <laughs> high, high expectations of Godfrey Ho he did not meet. Uh, so we're cutting, 
we cut again to some drug agents and they want to get revenge from the agent we saw earlier. I have no idea how they found out he died, but they did. Another theme of this movie is everybody knows fucking everything about everybody. Uh, and I, I think my theory for that is because that's Godfrey Ho's way of explaining to the audience, like what's going on, uh, which he sometimes. Oh, it did not do, work. So it did not work. <laughs> no, but I think that all. was why the characters have information they shouldn't be able to have. Now, did anybody um, else pick up what they called themselves? Uh, the CIA. Uh, they call themselves the United States Drug Agency, which is shorthand okay. for the USDA, which uh, we already have a USDA. <laughs> we do have a USDA. And that is not what the USDA does. <laughs> Just I bet the USDA would have a problem with how that Red Ninja tests cocaine. Yeah. Like, that is, no, that's not. You can't count that. No, you yeah. have to have a hand-washing station if you're going to eat cocaine like that. They do got beef with ninjas, but I think it's a different kind of beef. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a 10 out of 10 joke. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so these two, they have some drug agents and they're just in the dark. They're sharing a cigarette watching a presentation video. And the presentation video is a scene from a movie that Godfrey Ho is taking okay. clips from, <laughs> which is another trick that he uses to like, mm-hmm. like work these plots together. So uh, they're watching just home videos. And while they're watching it, like, oh, that guy's Jim and that guy's Martin. And that guy's also Jim. And that guy's another Martin. So they're trying to like help us along uselessly. Like we have no context for any of these names they're dropping. And there's no way uh, to pick them out because this is, again, they played a low-res video in a low-res video. Yes. I needed your help to know that it was a video on that. Like There was just two smudges moving. I don't, I don't get what's happening. What, the, what are they looking at? I just wrote, like Martin Smith play. and Martin Clay are the main two drug dealers, question mark? You might be right. That's the that's the information I supposedly got. Also, I've seen everything you can possibly watch from Godfrey Ho now because of Sean Baby asking me. He's like, you've probably seen it all. And it hurt me to admit I hadn't. So I've watched everything <laughs> I can now. And I this shamed is the, you into it. Yep. This is the first one I've ever tried to understand the plot to. So this was really wild. Yeah, it's impossible. I don't think we, we're going to do it. But we're going to keep we're going to keep fighting. Because okay. at this point in the movie, we sort of have some plot and characters uh, after, I don't know, like seven fight scenes, which uh, to me says a perfect movie. Like this movie had seven fights and then we finally learned someone's name. Uh, it does not turn out to be valuable because I think they got replaced or they died. Uh, it I think matter. so. Again, I like I would almost feel racist, but I swear to God, it's because none of them have full faces. They they all share a pixel. You cannot tell. <laughs> You're just you, There's no way. There's no provable way. There's that too. And they're uh, all the being done by th- one guy doing three voices. So it's just, it's a game of guess who designed for you to lose. When they have the same name, face, and voice, it's not <laughs> yes. really fair to the viewer to pretend they're different people. An age-old ninja trick. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a section where the I think the main guy needs to go to investigate. And it's this, and he's oh, the, I love the, that so much. the line is, hello, Jack is dead. Who are the murderers? I think it was Martin Smith. Take me to Martin Smith's house. I want to investigate. <laughs> and then and then she goes, are you serious? And then he says, yes, I want to find evidence. <laughs> Take me to Martin Smith's house. I want to investigate it. Just, Sounds like a good place to look. That's how, that's how an investigation is conducted. Like, ah, let's go investigate this. 
I am a police. Give me the information. Thank you for the information. Let's go get some more. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Peter and Peggy in that scene. Those are the two names that they said maybe three times in the right. movie. Yeah. I didn't get Peggy until like deep into act three. I, I had <laughs> yeah. her as unnamed girl in so many of my notes. Uh, and then finally, it's like Peggy, but I didn't do a, I didn't go back. So, so some of my notes might have unnamed girl, which might be Peggy. Yeah, uh, that's fair. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I know more about this movie than Godfrey Ho does, and I think that's what matters. I didn't even yeah. write down guesses at the characters' names. <laughs> <laughs> so the ninjas, uh, they know that these drug agents are coming, or somebody's coming, and then they try to explain the film again, which I appreciate, but it did not work. So we went from no information to maybe too much information. And now uh, we know they're kind of good, going to do a Yojimbo. They're going to start riots between the local drug dealers. This is the ninja's plan. Yeah. And then that will distract them from the ninja drug dealers so that they can have all the drugs. Um, for, for what, again, ninjas. seems to be about 10 grand a month. For, for ninjas uh, by ninjas. Just, yes. I, love ninjas. That, I think this is the scene where one ninja puts his hand over his mouth and whispers to the other ninja who then yes. says, Good plan. Start at once. <laughs> they just, they do that a couple times in the movie where an actor is like, and here's the start of a sentence. And then they just cover their hand and put it up to somebody's ear, uh, which is such a mystery. Because like, you know how we're at the edge of our seat. Like, oh, there's just one tiny little hole in this plot. That's, oh, what what's that whisper? Uh, I love it. He's hoping uh, to start that lost in translation mystery. Yes. Like, oh, what did he say? What do you think he said? to the, What do you think That's Brown got it said to Blue Ninja? <laughs> he's going to be at some college talk for the release of his indie film late in his career. Someone will stand up and say, Godfrey, oh, big fan. Just have a quick question about Twinkle Ninja Fantasy. I bet you get this a lot. Um, what did Brown Ninja say to Blue Ninja? <laughs> Go back to him. Oh my God, thank you. Uh, so the, the new agent, he goes there to find the ninjas, but he's already being stalked by ninjas and also a weird giggling guy in the bushes who I don't recall if he makes a second appearance, but he, he just like the, the agent guy leaves. And then this guy steps out of the bushes and just stops to giggle. I thought that's fucking great. Like that's some Scooby-Doo shit. I don't even know what that is implying. I was, I was like, is that implying somebody's tracking him or that they right. sent him here as a trap? Or is he just going to jerk off just to an that? Unrelated thing? pervert. Yeah, just an unrelated pervert. Uh, <laughs> there's another people. businessman hiding behind a tree who's also following him. Everybody knows everything except, of course, the audience. Um, so now we're, we cut to some guys that are uh, they're talking drug deal failures and a second covert plan. The agent is watching this entire thing. And so the businessman attacks him. I love it. Uh, the one who's stalking him. And so we're like, okay, great. It's a fight. But this fight only lasts two seconds before our agent guy's like, oh shit, this guy's kicking my ass and he just leaves. <laughs> great. No, no notes for that. But then he becomes a ninja or maybe an unrelated ninja arrives. It's hard to tell. Is this the blue ninja or the brown yes, ninja? Yes, this is the, this he's is the blue Psy ninja. Okay. And then he comes back and then the businessman turns into a black katana ninja. Yes. Which yeah. is very much like a 10-year-old, 10-year-old's like, understanding of ninja rules, which I love. I would like to hereby refer to them as business ninja and narc ninja. Okay. I think that's, do you think that's fair? That's better. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, so narc ninja wins this fight. He kicks him and then he knocks him 20 feet over a fence, <laughs> which you, you'll never guess how they filmed this shot. 
it looked as if some guy jumped from something very tall and they reversed the footage. I was going to say, uh, I have that in my notes, that it looks like he fell to his death and then they reversed the footage, but that can't yeah, be right. That can't be, that can't be how they did that. And then that's the end of the fight. That like They don't really show him leave, but it's like... He's just the, kicked off into the sky and they're like, well, going to take yeah. him a while to get back here. So I guess that's over. Yeah, it was like fine. Two parts in this that I love so much. The part where um, Peter, who I think is the, uh, he becomes the blue ninja, but he blocks the sword with his forearms and then explodes into blue ninja with his size. Yes. And then the other uh, part is where the business ninja leaps up in a tree and Peter can't figure out where he went. <laughs> ninja magic. Ninja magic. Just, so he doesn't funny. know about up yet. Yeah, it's so good. I'm still, I just, I can't even picture that ninja just kicking him off and then it's never resolved. <laughs> it's just never resolved. Still out there somewhere. <laughs> Business ninja stalking the night, giggling from the Where bushes. Where did he land? Show me in another movie. Cut it into another movie. I need closure. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if he tried to tie that into another movie? He kicked so him sick. into another movie. <laughs> uh <laughs> So my notes now say that uh, there's a driver they want to bribe. And so they go to his house and they're like, hey, driver, tell us where the drug deal is going to be. And he's like, I'm loyal. I'll never tell you. And But he's a kung fu man. So he fight, he jumps up and fights. Uh, it almost seems at this point that every person in this entire world uh, is a kung fu fighter. <laughs> and it's the only way they've ever considered solving any problem. Uh, so he loses by whoever that guy was. I think now, that's Jim. Uh, I think that's Jim that again. Can't... And I think he gets the holy shit kicked out of him because I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually have a guess. I think it's okay. the same guy. And I think he gets his just ass. Ab- absolutely. I think maybe he just made Godfrey Ho mad. <laughs> <laughs> he like got on the wrong coffee. It's like... Just going to kick your ass the whole fucking movie. Congratulations, uh, you get lines. Oh, thank you. Not, no, not so fast. They're all, oh, oh, God. Oh. Uh, we now cut to a swimming pool, and there's like a sexy lady and uh, some guy, uh, the, one of the drug bosses. Uh, and they start doing a lot of exposition that seems uh, useful if it was some other movie, but very useless here because they're talking about characters we haven't met yet and the loyalty of those characters and how one of them is not, does not have very good attendance. And I'm like, what? I swear to God, one of them doesn't show up. Like they're talking about people that haven't been in the movie and then (laughs) refuse to be in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. They're like reading the call sheet. Like it says Jim is supposed to be here today. (laughs) What was the line? Oh, uh, so this has one of my favorite lines. She says, you shouldn't think so much. You know how you are in bed when you've been thinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i was like what does that mean god it's so that's a, such a deep insult that fucking's gonna bother him for years <laughs> that's gonna, gonna that, it, that gives you erectile dysfunction that's what happened <laughs> yes. like you are now all of a sudden are gonna think of that every single right. time be like oh god she's right i thought and now it's gone <laughs> ah. do i overthink it more fucking or not think enough oh god damn it ruin uh, that man so Rose, I think, is the sexy girl's name, immediately betrays that guy. The, so the character we just met uh, seems to not want people to die. And so she turns just turns her back on this life of crime. Basically, everyone in this movie shows up and either turns into a ninja or betrays everyone. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they both. cut. Often sometimes both. both. 
Yes. And then they cut to some trucks. And here's one of my favorite lines. Uh, once <laughs> the trucks are arriving, one of the ninjas says, put even more explosives on the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great plan. You wait until the bad guys show up, of course. And then you run out there and quickly dig some landmines. No, but the, the implication the is that, it, yeah, it has already been mined. And he's like, <laughs> yes, like he's here. And he just got so excited, like fucking mind it again. <laughs> right. Do just... it all again. And they do. <laughs> they do. And it works. Uh, so there's a convoy ninja ambush and a gunfight. Uh, the agent is there watching and he's like totally going to just jump in this random gunfight. He's like, oh, fuck, this is oh, so awesome. I'm going in. But then he's got this lady contact who's like, no, 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 don't jump into the random gunfight. That has nothing to do with you. And he's like, okay. But then, then there's a scene where everybody looks at each other. Like there's bosses watching the ambush and they look at the ninja agent and the agent looks at them, I think. Because they kind of react to each other, but then they just leave. I don't think they were supposed to be in the same shot. I think two shots okay. got mixed up <laughs> and then definitely caught it. They definitely weren't in the same spot, but I couldn't tell if they were like looking at each other across the gunfight. Uh, any, in any other film, it would be very clear visual language. That's what ha- that's what's happening. But like most of this movie is mistakes. So you kind of have to forgive stuff. Yeah, you're not even sure if that was supposed to be there. So how can you possibly guess at the right. motivation? But when the agent leaves, uh, there's now a hunting scene in the woods, but not for the agent. It's just some random survivors from the gunfight. Yeah, uh, Peter and Paul get tracked by the ninjas. Is that the... Right. Yes, yes that's where we are in the movie. Um, N- another favorite line here is he says, Oh, Paul, I am so very thirsty. And the other guy's reply is, I'll be right back with a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna, gonna carry it through the jungle. This guy's bleeding to jungle death. water. <laughs> I'll go get some lemonade from the jungle lemonade stand. So uh, the agent and his contact are following the ninjas, and they do a fucking full on like ninja vanish while they're watching them. Just wow! Uh, and I, you won't ever guess how they did this shot. They held the camera very still, and then they had all the ninjas get out of the frame, and then they hit record on the camera again. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I, I wish was in this movie that's in so many other Ninja Godfrey Hill movies is the part where they run behind trees and then vanish and then come out yes. from behind other trees, which he lo- loves so much. I wish he, it was in here because oh, it is. Because he amazing. figured out how to do that. He's like, guys, I have an idea for a shot. They're like, I think the six year olds watching will figure out how you did that shot, Godfrey. I don't think it counts as a special effect. Put <laughs> like, something your dad does, like, on. The Christmas camcorder video. I don't. I don't uh, think a cut counts as a special effect. <laughs> right, right, right. And so now here we are, at what is easily the best moment of this movie, maybe any uh, movie, where uh, they're now they can't find the ninjas, so they just start wading into the lake. The like tonal shift the water. here is like they're they're from this they're from this chase scene. They look around for the ninjas and don't see them. So now they're going for a walk on the beach together. <laughs> Like yeah. immediately, they just stumble on the beach and are like, oh, beach, all right, let's get our walk on. They just get walk. Feet in that water. They walk straight into the water in their jeans and tennis shoes like dementia patients. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the water, they start seeing all these like catfish. <laughs> and then suddenly the catfish start jumping out of the water and no bullshit, explode. Just, <laughs> just fish flying at them and exploding. Never in the history of humankind has there been an explanation for how ninja exploding fish could manifest themselves. But somehow these ninjas vanished, 
either became fish or summoned fish. <laughs> like I had to rewind it several times at that point to be like, what am I missing? There's a missing, there's a missing component that would make this make logical sense. And it never did happen. So I had to just let it play out and then piece it together backwards. Like, yes. oh, okay. I, and you have to remember the budget these ninjas are on. 10 grand a month for the whole army. Yeah, you have to eat a lot of coke to turn into a fish, I think. But uh, so, Brock, wait, did you know this scene was in this movie when you were watching it? No, I had no okay. idea. Oh, like I said, I've seen two Godfrey Ho movies, and that was when I was a kid, and I did not take notes. So, yeah, I never stood. I never stood a chance. I took notes this it's, time, and I didn't stand It's a the best way to see the Godfrey Ho movies is not knowing the scene that it's going to be known for. I, I know bullshit. I rewound it several times. Sure that like <laughs> there has to be some context. Like what is this pixel? Is this a fish pixel? What What is happening here? And then I finally was like, I'm never going to get it. And I let it play for a, a good five more minutes and then rewound. It was like, okay, those were supposed to be ninjas. I'm not sure why they exploded and didn't mm-hmm. turn into ninjas at first. I think that's what threw me. And then later right. they exploded and did turn into ninjas. It's so confusing. Oh, the when first, first ones were duds. They were supposed to be ninjas. <laughs> when he gets a sword and stabs a fish, and then as he flicks the fish off the sword, it turns into a flying ninja. I was yeah. like, come on. This is incredible. That's, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's when you get it. So when he stabs a fish, and then he pulls it off of his sword, and then it poofs into a ninja and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I until that moment I thought this was like a ninja sorcery or a ninja weapon like these were grenade fish that yeah, they could summon. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then yeah, and then it's like no, these are the actual ninjas that are exploding. <laughs> they like giving fish. their giving their lives to kill a DEA agent. They fucking ditched. Like he has no idea where they are. They are also fish. They could presumably just swim to somewhere a different shoreline and leave. <laughs> There's uh, no way they knew that they were going to be there. So they had just been living as fish. <laughs> but but died but died as ninjas, as I, all great men do. It reminds me of your Turbo Teen episode where you're talking about him turning into the car at like totally inopportune times. Right. If you're a lethal ninja and you're like, no, but I'll turn into a fish and attack the person, it's like that's the wrong direction. You're right. They might not have had a choice. They might have been cursed by some sort of science ray that turned them into fish, <laughs> and then they yeah, got Turbo they Teen. got horny under the water and exploded into ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> they love those feet. Like they walked in with their fully clothed feet and the fish are like, oh, oh shit, I can feel that horniness. Uh, but the, the agent has now turned into a blue ninja to fight the, the remaining fish ninja who are now in ninja form. Uh, he starts killing a lot of the fish before they explode. They turn into ninjas. Oh, it's fucking amazing. And, uh, and there's a scene where he swims through the water, like, like hacking his sword through the yeah. water. Uh, and, I, I, my note here says their suits fucking suck for the water. Like they come out and they're like sticking to their heads sideways. They can't like see out of the ninja hole. They're, they're, they are quite literally because they're ninja face masks and they're soaking wet. And then they have to like dunk each other. They are quite literally being waterboarded. They're waterboarding yes. themselves this entire fight. Uh, and the whole fight is in uh slow-mo, which is a really bad decision. Cause we can see how bad it is. Like it's a sword fight in the water. And they're just fucking missing and gently tapping each other with swords. They're just like fucking around, just jumping and spinning with these toy swords. Uh, one of them throws a drop kick 
uh, just the most gentle of taps on the guy's chest. And it's just in slow-mo, there's no mistaking it as like, just a botched move. Like, okay, cut. Let's fucking try that again. That was a, I thought that was a that, sweet two-footed drop kick. I will, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll forgive a lot of waterboarded ninjas for that sweet two-footed drop kick. Okay, Captain Kirk mistake. style. <laughs> he did make contact with one-eighth of one of those feet. So it's a pretty good shot. Uh, so then Blue Ninja gets grabbed by surprise other ninjas who like swam up as fish and grabbed him. Uh, and... Then he maximum ninjaed away by ditching his costume and vanishing. Like he vanished so hard that he like Obi-Wan Kenobi his clothes. And I mean, that's I, I tri- at, at least triple ninja. And running. Those guys were fish, but this guy's somewhere nude. Like he vanished. <laughs> nude in the, the jungle. Fantastic. He could be a fish again. We don't know. Uh, that's true. <laughs> There's no reason to think this guy couldn't <laughs> to, to also just, be a fish. To just ditch the fight and just like, fuck it. I'm fishing out of here. <laughs> He's like out there in the lake, like, how did the fuck do you guys transform with your clothes on? Because I am a fully nude fish. <laughs> uh, so we cut to drug dealers shooting at each other because they found, what's his name? Peter? Yeah, possibly. Okay, so they're, maybe. They maybe found Peter. You can make an argument for it. It's or, the most I'll give you. You could just pick a name. No one's going to know. Or, uh, it's not Jim. I don't think, I think there's I'll, been a Peter before, but okay. We'll call him Peter. Uh, so they're hunting Peter and they throw a grenade uh, and there's like a lady with Peter and she gets just hit by the grenade. Peter's nowhere near it. Uh, they leave without checking her body, uh, which is pretty classic villain move. But uh, one of them like doubled up on that like bad trope by saying that should have done it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just very clearly telling us to the audience, we have decided that explosion probably killed them. And which also nearby. it was a hand grenade. So, yeah. It probably yeah, should. No. It was a hand grenade against a love interest, which would have died to a bullet. Would have, just, would have died to a strong word. And you fucking hand grenaded her to death. <laughs> you know, it definitely killed her, but did like nothing to the other guy. Well, that should have done I, it. <laughs> that's another thing about this movie is people are taking bullets or hand grenades and they'll kind of go to another scene and be like, oh, I got shot. And then they'll be fine after like getting their head, forehead dabbed with a Kleenex or whatever. Uh, very fast healers in this film. So uh, everyone back in town is sad about the dead guy, and they they hate Paul. Uh, that's the, that's the guy's and, name, and not Paul, Peter. And Paul, Paul is Paul is the guy that almost got hit by a grenade. Uh, I don't know if he was in the movie before that moment, but uh, they go back and they're like, "Hey, the big drug boss is dead. Paul did it." And they're like, "Oh, Paul did it. I I agree. I believe you." And so that's the, now the drama of the movie. Those are the stakes of the movie is that Paul has been framed for the death of this crime boss who everyone loved. And we possibly know Paul. So we're invested. Yes. <laughs> I think either the actor got replaced or something, but like, I, I think he's Paul from here on out. Uh, the bad ninjas have the uh, spy contact, the lady that was hanging out with our ninja agent. Uh, I think this is Peggy. Uh, in my notes say she doesn't have a name, but that means she must have, been revealed to be Peggy later. Yeah, it's Peggy. So, uh, so those are our two dramas. Is this Godfrey the scene has... where, where she mourns the guy that wanted water in the in the jungle? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes, there's, there's a scene here where it was amazing. She she goes. The dialogue was, "Oh no, why did you die? I can't stand it. I just want to die as well." Oh, and then she faints for a minute, and everybody kind of looks at her, and then she gets up, and goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> She's back up again, screaming. And what was I think what was supposed to be happening 
was that she's supposed to be a bad actress in this scene, yes. uh-huh. but she's also yep. a bad actress in the movie, mm-hmm. and she's being Correct. dubbed by a bad actress. <laughs> And directed <laughs> by someone who said bigger, bigger <laughs> eyes, bigger eyes, more acting. It's like five inception levels deep of just <laughs> shit that you have to wait through. And like, wait, so what does it mean? Is it, there's yeah. no way to tell. Well, they do explain it here in this next scene there. They cut to the pool and then she just lays out exactly what just happened, which I, I, in my notes says, thank God for this because I was confused. And, and it's just like, it's, it's perfectly executed explanation of what we just saw. Uh, There's also one character that they keep mentioning. Cause in this scene, Clay's wife, Rose finds out that he's dead and then right. Django has to deal with the body. They keep referencing this one <laughs> character, Django, where I was like, wait, we have two Martins and then there's a Django. I don't just think there? Django like... is in this movie. I don't think he showed up. I think they meant to include him in later shots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They've, that's definitely true. Like he might have been I that never ninja saw Django. That looking across at the guy in the gunfight. <laughs> there's no way to tell. Uh, so there's some gunfight. There's a gunfight between people we don't know. One of them lived. He's taken in by a girl. Um, this new guy is the son of Clay. Yeah, uh, who is? So I think now, who is the crime boss? The one that's dead? They loved? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The one that's yep. dead that Paul killed. Okay. So that yes. means that means this. Yeah, Paul didn't kill this scene with the gunfight in the town that that he just barely escaped. Uh, they they did like the the background chatter of the crowd. Only they <laughs> only had like two guys and they forgot to isolate the audio, <laughs> so you can plainly hear one guy just go mer bird a mer hey hey arm and arm 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 and arm hey bird bird a mer bird and then, and then there's a gun <laughs> it's just the little details that make these movies so magical <laughs> murmur murmur uh, hey uh, hey mar mar nar nar har mar nar so this new guy uh the son of the crime boss uh he's like kind of a fighter like so he he sees some bad guys coming while he's resting from his ass kicking and he like ninja evades them then comes down and fights some different guys. I my, my notes at this point have so many question marks. Yeah. It's all question marks um, from here on out. <laughs> well, we've introduced four different main characters and some of them are just gone, possibly flying through the air into another movie. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's definitely a fish. Uh, <laughs> and then there's this new guy who's clearly the new main character who wants revenge for uh, for the bad guy of the previous plot yeah. line. Um, sure. So, <laughs> so he also can't fight for shit, so he keeps getting in these little fights and losing really hard. Uh, I put down that the, he's losing all these fights to the Malaysian Mentos song, which is what I called like this <laughs> this little this little tune that keeps getting played during every fight. Is that scene. the one with the wacky boing boings in it? <laughs> it's just this happy, happy little candy song. Uh, a, another fight. <laughs> another lady breaks it up with a pistol, which is how they've stopped a fight for the second time in this movie. Um, the ninjas are at this point, like we cut back to them, and this is a Godfrey Ho scene, and so uh, it is just ninjas branding the lady spy, just for no reason, just laughing and branding her. Uh, yeah, Peggy. And yeah, Peggy. <laughs> and uh, then the main ninja comes out and he like wants to actually get information. And he's like, oh shit, are you torturing her? We should probably ask her some questions. And then he's like, splash some water on her to wake her up. And one ninja grabs a bucket of water that is filled maybe one sixteenth full. And he goes, 
he, he charges it up. He's like charging up the bucket throw, and he goes, "Take that!" He throws like <laughs> takes the tiniest little amount of water on her. Uh, but all a full ninja attack with this bucket of water throw, which I guess that when you have the ninja costume on, I think everyone knows this. You can't not do that. Like if someone like you right. just waving hello in a ninja costume, you're like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> He also uh, says, wake her up and torture her again. Yes. If she is an iron woman. <laughs> she is an iron woman. Okay, so this awesome. means we have jumped past one of my favorite lines. See, this is why it's so impossible to talk about, because I'm never even sure yeah. if we're talking about the same right. scene, and there's no way to <laughs> tell unless we have like five minutes of discussion, and we all remember <laughs> the right ninja doing the right crazy thing at the right moment. We're like, okay, we're at the same point in the movie. But there's a there's a point where we're the guy, the new guy, whoever the new guy is, is like being nurtured by the woman. She says, just take it easy and rest. And he says, but hmm, no, I've got to take revenge. <laughs> Pauses to think about it. The leader says, I can't just sit around like, ah, oh, it does sound good to take a look. No, nope. normally we do this across several lines of dialogue, but we don't have the footage for that. So. All of the conflict will be here in this line. Anyway, I'm sorry to derail you, but that happened somewhere between one of the points where we were talking and this point where yeah. we were talking. There's there's another That's line funny. that we had jumped where uh, we learned that Rose was in on Clay's murder and then the dude that she's with is like, I'm employed first class killers. And I was like, how is that not what this movie's called? <laughs> that would Absolutely. Be a and that was like the setup line to like this, the other movie arriving. I've employed first class yeah. killers from a different movie. Here they come now. <laughs> <laughs> On motorcycles and more motorcycles. The guys from tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, so they, uh, so here's this guy. He's, he seems like he might be like a detective in the original movie, but in this movie, he's very clearly just some fucking random guy who can't fight. He doesn't know how to investigate anything. Oh yeah. He's, he's trying to Bob. Bob, right. Uh, of course, so he Bob looks is like trying Bob. to solve solve <laughs> Clay's murder. And uh, his next idea is he's going to follow his stepmother, who is Rose, who was Clay's wife, who pretended yeah. uh, that Paul killed him. Okay, so we're all caught up. So this dude's, Bob's plan to fucking follow Rose is to just go stand out by some shitty pile of debris out in the jungle, <laughs> wait for her car to drive by and park right next to that pile of debris. And so he does that. Like, that's his plan. It works perfectly. And then here comes Paul, who uh, is stalking her. And so now Bob uh, and Paul are having a fight. Uh, Paul throws a watermelon at Bobby, and he fucking kicks it out of the sky, which is and just fucking so satisfying. Sweet slow motion, just shatters <laughs> yes. the watermelon. That was a great decision. Try, try this at home next barbecue. Have someone toss a watermelon, <laughs> kick it out of the air, and like tell me you don't fucking feel like a million bucks. Everybody applauds. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, it's just a crowd pleaser. Uh, so uh, they take, uh, I guess they both kind of fuck each other up. Uh, I think Paul escapes. So they take Bobby home to get healed up again. Uh, but now this is his stepmother, Rose, who is just throwing it at him. Just so it's lusty. So <laughs> and I think this is either really bad luck for the found footage I, I think like Godfrey Hill's like, oh shit, I just remembered this is his stepmother. <laughs> oh we can't, no. We cannot do the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a couple lines in here. He didn't forget. He's like, no, 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 you are my stepmother. Like the fucking body is still warm of his father. And here is, here's his. He lets it go for a while just, though, yeah. before saying, yes. no, we can't. You're right. my stepmother. He gets like half a handy and it's like, eh, it's not working for me. I thought <laughs> I, I could get past the stepmother thing. Yeah. But. 
it's too weird. I tried to power through. I'm sorry. <laughs> so again, I, I feel like this is just, he, he's like, I'm not changing anything. I, I decided this was a stepmother in the last scene. Uh, she doesn't have to be for the record. Like he could have easily changed it. So she was not his stepmother and this scene would have made a little more sense, but no, he's stuck with it. Uh, I think he might just have a thing for stepmothers. Uh, she betrays him. Uh, so the bad guys are going to go there and kill him. She's like, Oh, Hey, yeah, Bobby's here. Come kill him. Uh, he tries to fight off the assassin, but still can't fight this late in the movie. Uh, <laughs> he gets a shot, and I think he wounds a guy during his panicked escape. There's a wonderful uh, move he does where maybe he can't fight, but he gets kicked like through a door. And it, using the same inertia, he closes the door on his way out and just runs yes. with the momentum to continue running away. <laughs> yeah. like, that is a man who is professionally running away from fights. That is some like, he got yep. ninjutsu for cowardice. Like there's a cowardice ninjutsu and he learned it. Um, thank you gentlemen for helping me escape. <laughs> he closed the door on his my brain. And just like, my brain. Fuck man. <laughs> so some other stuff is happening there. Uh, they're harassing the girl who found Bobby earlier, but she's not really involved anymore. Uh, so, like, why? Uh, they they beat up a guy and Bobby arrives uh, the guy, to trick them into leaving. The guy was Jim. Ball. Okay, so Jim. <laughs> Jim the guy back. was Jim. They beat the <laughs> shit out of him for, like, five solid minutes. Just a, just a, a litany of feet hitting his face. <laughs> until all of his attackers are like, all right, that's enough. And they agree to leave. So, so this part... <laughs> This part legitimately is fucked up because uh, Bobby's like, oh, hey, I need to meet Paul. Can you go take me to Paul? And the guy's like, sure, I'll take you to Paul. But then they cut to footage of him like hunting this man in the woods. Like the tone really shifts between, yeah, sure, I'll take you there, buddy, to like, oh, my God, he's hunting me to the death. I've got to run. <laughs> and so uh, this is just like the footage just didn't add up uh, very much like the stepmother scene. Uh, but Godfrey Hill is still trying to make it work. He, so now he Bobby, expresses this this internal turmoil of like pretending to take medicine to this man that he's hunting and tricking yes. another man to bring him. And the line he uses to express the inner turmoil of like this betrayal is mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <gasps> and then that's it. <laughs> Just a series so of groans and a gasp. You, you bring up a good point that all of this audio is new. And so when he's like yeah. following his friend uh, and it suddenly turns into like a death hunt. They add a real suspenseful music track, which they could have just not. They could have put in the Malaysian Mento song and then it would have been like. <laughs> and then it's just Jim fucking fight drunk trying to get through the woods real bad. Because <laughs> he's run, he's not running normal. He's running like his hands and feet are mad at him. <laughs> I don't think so, they could have. I don't think they could have salvaged that without the music. It still would have been like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so that scene ends with Bobby hitting him with a stick, and then he finds Paul. Uh, Paul beats the shit out of him because Bobby can't fight. Uh, and then the guy from earlier comes back to explain, "Oh, hey, yeah, Paul, what's happening? Oh, this guy did not kill your dad." And he's like, oh, "Okay, oh, oh sorry." <laughs> Well, I just killed I just, Jim for <laughs> yeah, I killed Jim to find my way here. Oh, fuck. I almost fucked my stepmom to find my way here. <laughs> Glad we could work this out so quickly, though. I mean, that, <laughs> it makes it worth it. So they now they have to save uh, Ada, who is the girl from earlier, not Peggy, the one being tortured by ninjas. So um, they speaking of Godfrey Ho now remembers Peggy and she's back being tortured. 
Uh, and that's just to remind us, the viewers, like what the stakes are. There's two ladies that need to get saved by two groups of men unrelated to each other. One group is uh, a super ninja and uh, some unrelated super ninjas that he picked up off camera. And the other is three guys who don't know how to fight. Uh, so those are our teams. Uh, so our, th- our three guys that don't know how to fight, they find two guards. Uh, and then they the guards split up. And so they split up to fight two guys. And one of them calls one of them a nerd, which I thought was pretty funny. He's like, I'll go handle that nerd over there. <laughs> yeah, the henchman uh, says, hey, I'm going up for a leak. <laughs> like, like, right. like it's a power up. And then, then one of our guys goes, huh, you take Baldy and I'll deal with that nerd over there. Like really just calls him out. Yeah. I just realized that I was just listening to the two of you tell me the plot because I love it so much to have someone explain the logic of the Godfrey Ho movie to me. I was like, I don't think I've said anything in about 15 solid minutes. I've been enjoying this so much. That's our broadcast skills. We're like, oh, yeah, fuck. We need to let our guests talk sometimes. (laughs) I just love it. In in true Godfrey Ho tradition, we forgot about your plot line. And uh, what's (laughs) ours? Let's pick it up now. (laughs) <laughs> did it li- did it line up with your theories? Like, are we kind of on the same? No, page? you're making more sense than I. I some of this okay. is just me. I wrote more people fighting people. And that was basically <laughs> it. I, well, I think the thing well, is, none of us had any idea, but we're slowly piecing it together. So I think you need three people to watch a Godfrey yeah. Ho movie, and they Minimal. all take notes and compare afterwards. And yeah, then one from each source material. Yeah, then you can get. I feel like, like a-, a Godfrey Ho movie uh, is kind of like a bottle of whiskey in that you can just consume it yourself but it's like a little a little sad <laughs> it's better to have a group sharing yeah, you're gonna have a better uh, time if there are others helping you out yeah and don't worry at the end nothing will make sense anyway right uh so they god where the fuck are we on these no it's the uh the nerd it turns out to be a pretty decent fighter and they yes. nobody nobody they run into is a worse fighter than them these fucking guys yeah they really Bobby struggle and- like i feel like they shouldn't <laughs> I feel like Team Ninja has this a lot, a lot better. Is this a metaphor yeah. for like, for privilege? Because Team Ninja, <laughs> Team Ninja has multiple ninjas and they don't even have one guy who can fight a little bit. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, in fact, one of them gets humiliated uh, by his guy. Like he goes out to fight the nerd and the nerd like steps on the back of his neck and he's like, ah, you son of a bitch. Like just getting humiliated to death until he finally picks up a brick and like bashes him on the foot and then beats him with a brick while he's like, tell me where to find the thing and smashing him in the face with a brick. It's, it's grotesque. Like this, if the filmmaking was better, this would be like a really disturbing Eli Roth scene. Uh, so they're, they're taking, he learns that they're taking Ada somewhere out of the country. Like he beats this man to death with a brick to find out they're taking her out of the country. And he's like, okay, I'm satisfied. I'm glad I killed a guy. Uh, he gives him a double ax handle to the tummy, which is a, Sweet move, just a full <laughs> double Kirk punch. Yeah, to you his, set your second Kirk Fu in there. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. Sean will know the name of this move. <laughs> yeah, well, it's called the Kirk or the or a double axe handle. If you're really being technical, uh, then Paul, meanwhile, with his guy, he puts a grenade in his guy's mouth to end the fight, <laughs> and just great. says, "Good luck, friend. You'll need it." Not a gr- not a great grenade in the mouth line, but like <laughs> and they um, zoom and into his eyes, just going like fucking crazy because he has a hand grenade in his mouth, and that's the end of that. That's the end. No, there's no explosion or payoff. He may have gotten uh, out of it. We'll I never don't know. see why he, he couldn't pull that out of his mouth. <clears throat> uh, it doesn't. 
I don't know. Uh, they just cut to a different movie, the different movie that Godfrey Hill had footage of. <laughs> it's where it's Rose bashing a guy to save Ada. Uh, and then they get captured again. And then Rose gets shot and killed. Uh, so that's her arc. Uh, the stepmother is, has been killed. Uh, now back to the ninjas. Uh, they're on the ninja phone. Uh, <laughs> Blue Ninja has a yellow uh, yellow outfit sidekick now. Narc Ninja. And so they're, Thank you. Yeah, Narc Ninja has like uh, off-duty Power Ranger sidekick, and they're, they're off to save Peggy. Uh, there's some stuff going on at the dock. Uh, the bad guys are taking the drugs out to sea, and they have Ada. Uh, the police are there. Uh, I, although I don't know how they found out about any yeah, of this. This is They're the big finale like, where all the threads come together. And uh, oh, I yeah. don't know what any of those threads are or how they're coming together. <laughs> right. I have a theory because uh, I think Paul has a gun here and he's hanging out with the cops. So I think this was a, a police movie where Paul was a policeman, uh, probably Bobby too. And so then uh, they just cut all that out. So now they're, now that they're, Paul and Bobby are just two ordinary dudes who the cops are like, hey, fucking get in on this boat raid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got nothing better to do. So in their movie, like, they just go around losing fights to everybody until they eventually yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was never released. People were like, no one wants to see this. Godfrey, I was like, I'll give you 800 bucks for it. Uh, so Jim takes a bullet for Paul. I think this is where I first started to realize like, oh, this was from a, a, a buddy cop movie where these guys were like really close. Uh, so uh, I, mean, I get, wait, did Jim die earlier? Some, I, Jim, somebody took a bullet for Paul and they said his name was Jim. I'm not sure if it was the same Jim from earlier. I think, anyway, I think Jim from earlier Jim? survived the, the two by four beating from <laughs> Peter, maybe, uh, maybe. only to die <laughs> off screen by, by like sacrificing himself. I don't know. The line that they had was, I'm so glad you came. I thought I'd die. And the, the other guy goes. We're all going to live. <laughs> Delivered exactly like that. We're all going to live. Such a, such a perfect Godfrey Ho delivery. That's really like, like trained actors could not nail it like you do. Like it's, <laughs> it's just dead on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they have to storm the boat to get Ada. They're like, oh, we can't just shoot the boat because we'll kill Ada. And like, we've only got one choice. We've got to like uh, run onto the boat and beat them all up with our karate. And then Bobby does the cutest little run after the boat. Like he kind of puts his hands out to the side, like he's like, he's doing a penguin thing. And he kind of chases shimmies after the boat and then doesn't make it. And like hops coquettishly into the water and sort of <laughs> water skis into it. I think he was supposed to be having fun. I think they recut. A yeah, section. He's having a great time. I think they recut. <laughs> like maybe that was the ending of his movie. Where he was like, okay, we beat crime. Now let's go have a beach party. And Bobby's yeah. like, I'm a penguin. I'm a penguin. <laughs> Bobby, like, do that, okay, Bobby, do that penguin it shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's where Ho got the music from that he was playing from the search commercial. <laughs> it's <laughs> the penguin theme. <laughs> it's Bobby's penguin theme in the credits. <laughs> and then they have some more classic fights where they just slowly strangle men to death while they like just get to contemplate their final painful moments over the course of like several minutes just agonizing pants shitting death chokes for every bad guy on that boat juxtaposed this- with like ninjas throwing an exploding mouse or something just goofy ass ninja antics and then and then hardened cop movie deaths back and forth <laughs> They are they are Puna guy, which I love. Like when you're on a boat, you kind of got to use boat stuff yeah, to kill yeah, people. He takes so they so do a lot of like rope strangulations. Yeah, and just an agonizing. Like it's 
it's like they hit him with the harpoon. They're like, well, you use these to kill a whale and you kill a whale over the course of like several hours. So let's try to incorporate some of that into this fight scene. <laughs> He's just, so, ah, 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 Godfrey Ho just yelling, more whale acting. More More dying. Yes, more whale. (laughs) More whale death. (laughs) Squirt blood from your blowhole. So now we cut back to the ninjas. That's kind of wrapped up, the boat scene. Uh, The yellow guy has a sword now, the yellow tank top guy. Are we in the field now? Is this a field? Yeah, we're in the the field. I was so thrown by the transition to the field. (laughs) So now there's, (laughs) like, what are the stakes here? I've completely lost myself on the boat. Is it like ownership? These guys, those guys are trying to save Ada. Uh, Ada wasn't on the is, boat. Ada was on the boat. Yeah. Okay, but now and, she's in the field. <laughs> no, no, no. In the field, they're trying to save Peggy. Peggy yeah. is the one being branded by the ninja. Totally torturers. clear now. Right. And so now the off-duty Power Ranger guy in the yellow tank top is just wrecking ninjas with the sword. One of which uh, we have only killing. met five minutes ago. Yeah, he ninja. just showed up. We don't. I don't think we know his name. He's uh, just like the agent's... Like friend, yeah, maybe a mercenary. The USDA called for backup, and Yellow Ninja <laughs> answered. He's like, "I just arrived. What's going on?" Well, you know the deal. Peggy's being tortured. Cool. And there's oh. Ada and a couple Martins. There was a Paul. It's like, oh, and what's with the field? Why are we in the field? <laughs> I only brought in the same field. So many movies, it's out of control. That's true. He found like a park where he didn't need to get a permit. Like nobody uses this fucking park. I could film all my ninja movies here. It's because they have that footpath, which they use so beautifully. There's just like a footpath coming down a steep hill and the narc ninja runs up it and all the ninjas are running down and he just kills them (laughs) one at a time because they're unwilling to leave the footpath and stand in the grass. They're just waiting their turn. (laughs) It's not on a cliff. You could just walk around. Yeah. It's not Thermopylae. It's just a nice little footpath. Like if somebody was coming uh, with a dog, you would just step over on the grass and be like, hey, these ninjas are like, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful day. I'll wait my turn. Uh, ninjas <laughs> abide by that keep off grass sign posted right at the front of the field. So these ninjas are just getting wrecked by yellow tank top guy. He is the best. He's killing a ninja. Two more appear, kills them. So many ninjas die. Dead, 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 dead. Then Lieutenant Black Ninja, he's just like, I can't believe this shit. And uh, <laughs> he shows up and they, in, instantly Yellow Tank Top dies. They, there's no like special death moment. He just gets stabbed a bunch of times and gives out. Uh, it's great two minutes from that guy, though. Like, fantastic job, Yellow there's Tank a, Top. There's a scene in that Ninja Slaughter where they, th- I think they're trying to do the thing where they all freeze and then he runs through them with a sword and then they you know, yes. hold still for a minute and then die. Only they didn't actually watch any of those scenes first. So they all freeze before he gets there. And then yeah. he just runs flailing his sword around like he's having a great yeah. time. And then he leaves the scene and then they fall down at normal speed. Like they, like yeah. they were making a child's make-a-wish dream come true or something. <laughs> like, hey, I'm Bobby and this is we're going to do a no budget anime day. And then that's what they. That's what film. happened. Uh, so now it's Narc Ninja fighting the several many black ninjas. Yellow guy took them out. He thinned them out pretty good. Uh, and they do an, an, another slow mo scene here where there's you see the guy just fucking rest his sword on him after doing a three sixty. Yes. Like they're all trying to twirl together in this sort of sword dance, and like they fuck it up as badly as you can fuck it up. He hits him directly with a sword, and then it like stays on him. And they're like, Godfrey Ho's like, oh yeah, let's let the audience look at that for like 22 full seconds. 
Uh, so whenever it was supposed to be shot, the cinematography <laughs> and, and then the death run happens. Uh, and then here comes the crossbow, which I think is fucking magnificent filmmaking. Oh, he's, okay. he's got this little crossbow ninja crossbow that makes yeah. like that explodes in beautiful colors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just d- random <laughs> rainbow colors while it's going like, which I think they got, the guy who does all the voices just to make that sound as he uh, just, as the ninja just runs through gender reveal parties. That's what it looks like. It looks like the little, little balloon. it's a boy. It's a girl. It's a boy. It's a girl. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. It didn't even yeah. occur to me, but that's exactly what it looks like. Uh, and finally uh, he's hoisted on his own ninja petard, I guess you would say. And he throws one of the ninja gas clouds back at him. And the black ninja explodes. Yeah. And and how does he? It's amazing. Somehow he catches. I guess the crossbow bolts were like hula hoops. Because yes. if you watch carefully, he catches what looks like a small hula hoop and then throws it back. Mm-hmm. And the right. hula hoop. And that's crossbow. that's a motif to lead us into. I think the next scene where the red ninja, the cocaine ninja, comes out and he <laughs> fights with hoops. He's got like sort of. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Okay. I did I not get that. I, I think artistically that was just a motif to just sort of say, hey, this is, it's time to move on to the hoop phase of the yeah, film. Yeah. We got to tie it into the hoop somehow or people will be lost. <laughs> and so we have a hula hoop fight. It does not go well. They're just kind of bendy hoops versus a sword. He just gets fucked up. <laughs> Very quickly. I love it fight. so much. This is the guy from the beginning, right? The Tang Ninja? Yeah. Yeah. So this is as close as we have had, even though we haven't seen him the rest of the movie. It's as close as we've had to a bad guy, to like a yes. solid villain. And he just gets his ass kicked like his name was Jim. <laughs> I love that you call him the Tang Ninja because I called him Orange Julius in my notes for all of the fights. But it's a it is a high vis ninja outfit designed designed for maximum safety. I'll be bright, I'm carrying hoops. Let's do this ninja. Thing. Designed for nighttime road work. Uh, so he's gone we all loved him but he's dead he stabs him so hard he does a full flip he just stabs him really hard and then he does a flip (laughs) yeah man go out while you go out fancy i mean might as well one last flip i respect it uh he cuts down peggy and he's like helping her she has been branded by ninjas for days and he goes you okay, Peggy? <laughs> like, no, fucker. She's absolutely not okay. The end. That's it. That's it. Like, uh, uh, and the, the last sentence I have in my notes is, we have never seen this woman before. <laughs> <laughs> this it might have been a new Peggy. It's, uh, maybe sure. Peggy. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming you're right. But that's the, the understanding that I had on my own before we compared notes was, he just saved a woman we have never seen before. And I two no sticks. The end. That's my one complaint about about the ending of this film is that in a lot of the Godfrey Ho movies, the ninja fight happens and the last person explodes, usually explodes, but how they die however they're going to die. And then it really quickly smashes to the end, like before you're ready yeah. for the movie to be over. He's just like, I'm done. That's what you needed. It's over. And this one, there's a little bit of a wrap up and that kind of lets me down because I like the confusion of just being mm. thrust out of the film randomly. But I See, I say yes. this about every movie I have ever seen. But especially here, I think it would be better if they ended with a Jackie Chan style series of outtakes. Mm. 
over the credits. Yes. I mean, How did you know I, there are outtakes? <laughs> well, everybody, I don't think there's such a thing in a Godfrey Hill movie. He he puts in everything he films. Everybody would actually die. It would be all the times they actually died because <laughs> there were right. zero safety measures or practice. It would just be Jim falling in a sewer hole over and over again. <laughs> I'd want like a 20 minute behind the scenes of how he did the businessman ninjas shot. He's like, what I, what I did is I, I told him to jump off the roof and there was a safety pad down there. There wasn't, but like, he doesn't need to know that. And then what I did uh, after he died, I took the footage and here's what I did. I took it and I reversed it. So it, now here's, here's the thing. When you reverse the footage, it looks like he's going up. Like he's like, he's jumping in reverse up. And so, you know, RIP, he was a great friend, but like, for the audience's expectations, it looks as if he's doing a ninja leap. And that's anyway, the end. 20 minutes scene of that. Is just, yeah, is just that's the, what I want. Business ninja flying backwards through all the other Godfrey Ho movies. <laughs> <laughs> I now feel like just you mentioning that he got kicked into another movie that I maybe have now seen him land in a different <laughs> You've got to find you. it. Call yourself an expert. Know. You have to find it. Is there something you'd like to plug? Oh, yeah. Just the podcast, VHS. Um, the premise of it is that every episode's about a film and then the guest has the profession or experience portrayed in the film. So I did the uh, Vibes psychic movie with uh, Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum and I had a psychic medium on for that. I um, basically just mm. contact strangers and have them watch movies. So um, I did, this season started off with Sons of Steel, which is a Australian heavy metal musical. And uh, I got the singer from the Dead Milkmen to watch it. So that was a fun episode. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no, I did an episode of your podcast where we yes. watched uh, a guy who was hunting world champions of different martial arts. Blood uh, Moon. See, yeah, and and so I wanted to thank you for having me on for that because I did do that for several years. Yes, yes. It's my, my day job. Well, there's an alt for the uh, format where we just talk about movies. But uh, my other one episode <laughs> I wanted to plug was that I did uh, Deadly Games, which is a movie about a kid kind of like home alone but he's killing santa claus of course, and i got course. a santa and it took me a year and i had over 20 santas uh decline in character <laughs> so oh, 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 no <laughs> i guess i was rejected by 20 santas that would not really like they just wouldn't be up they they wouldn't break character i couldn't believe it like grown men but that's um, really funny that movie does rule though it's so good yeah yeah as a writer i could only do Every single Stephen King movie. All right, I'll have you on for that. <laughs> That's a good pitch. <laughs> no, there's some good. There's some good. Maximum. I think you should do Maximum Overdrive because uh, Brockway has been killed four times by a vending machine. Right, and you have motorcycle friends, so we could probably find a motorcycle friend movie. I don't have friends. Oh, yeah. I have a motorcycle. Oh. It's in the podcast. I heard you say it. He has. The motorcycle is his friend. Yes, I have friends that are motorcycles. Is that what you? Oh, mean? I get it. Those are the friends, actual motorcycles. They never this would have been you. a good time for the Dirt Bike Kid song to be on our soundboard. <laughs> All I have is... Einstein, Hunter, Frankfurt. Einstein, Hunter, Frankfurt. It's a podcast canal. mit maximalem Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct.
ladies and gentlemen, from Gladiator Arena here in beautiful Dank Knob, Kentucky, Poxco Productions presents The Supreme Gladiators. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, also called Cincinnati Spank, Adrian H., Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Javo, Ron Andy, also known as Flip Hammer, Andreas Larson, Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyronin, Bim Talzer, also known as Blip Hammer, Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Brockway loves the meat millie, you know he does, Sarah, Rev, Chris Brower, sworn enemy of Flip Hammer, Curious Glare, Dan B, Dean Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward, Eric Spaulding, Fancy Shark, sworn enemy of Blip Hammer, Jellaho, Hambone, Paraka, Hot Fart, Jaber Al Aiden, Jacob Thornburg, James Boy, sworn enemy of Flip Hammer, who he's mistaken for Flip Hammer, nobody tell him. Jeff Oraski, Jeremy Neal, John Dean, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Josh Fabian, sworn enemy of Josh Fabian, Josh S, Ken Paisley, K&M, Laziest Man on Mars, Matt Riley, also known as The Laser Stranger, Michael Lair, Michael Wells, also known as The Flaming Neighbor, enemy of The Laser Stranger, Mickey Lohman, Mike Styles, also called Style Mike, Moju, sworn enemy of Style Mike, ND, sworn enemy of Style Mike, Neil Bailey, sworn enemy of Let's just assume, if not explicitly called out, everyone is a sworn enemy of Style Mike. Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Nick H. Ozzy Olin thinks Style Mike is just okay. Patrick Herbst, Rain Vargas, Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Spotty Reception, Ted H. The H stands for I Hate You, Style Mike. Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sekula. Tommy G, Waylon Russell, currently seeking a sworn enemy, inquire within. Yosarian, and Brandon Garlock, universally beloved with no known enemies except for insulin resistance. I'll see you in the battle sphere, insulin resistance!